Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend JFK Mensah, a seasoned Bible teacher with over 40 years of ministry experience. He is a pastor, a church planter, a missionary, and an international conference speaker. He is passionate about making Christ-like disciples worldwide. JFK Mensah is the General Overseer of Great Commission Church International. May you be transformed as you listen to the Word of God. Apostle, 2023 is almost ending and we are going into the new year. You know the uncertainties that characterize going into a new year, especially when it is a leap year. Of course, there are no indications from the Bible that leap years are special years or anything. But observations have shown us over the years that leap years are characterized by strange events, strange happenings, and all that. So when we are going into a new year, uh, the average human being is in a state of discomfiture. We, we don't know what the year holds. We don't know what will happen in the next year. What can you tell us from the biblical, the scriptural perspective? What should we expect? What should we do? We don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know that we know the Lord God who knows one billion years from today. What is the Lord saying, Apostle? This is a question which will be asked until the end of time. Uh, Proverbs 27 verse 1 says, don't boast about tomorrow because you don't know what a day will bring forth. But at the same time, Psalm 90 verse 2 says, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 8 says a thousand years is like one day before God and one day is like a thousand years before God. I like Psalm 127 verses 1 and 2. It says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. And except the Lord watches over the city, the watchman is awake, but he stays awake in vain. And Proverbs 19.21 says, There are many devices in the heart of man, but the counsel of God that shall stand. I also love Psalm 33. Verses 10 and 11. It says that when United Nations gathered and planned, God frustrates their decisions. He reverses their plans. But the counsel of the Lord stands from generation to generation. 
So, like Pastor Selassie said, we don't know 2024, but we know the God who rules 2024. And because we know him, we rest. We relax in his plan because he is in control. Now, I'm going to speak from the Bible angle. So, I will depend more on the wisdom of the Bible for the general approach to 2024. Then, we shall pray into 2024. What is the safe way to enter a new year and enter a leap year? Step number one is thanksgiving for 2023. In Luke chapter 17, verse 17, after Jesus healed ten lepers, and only one, a Samaritan, came to say thank you, Jesus asked, were not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found coming to to express appreciation to God other than this Samaritan and he told him go your way your faith has made you well one of the dangerous attitudes of the end times is ingratitude. According to Second Timothy chapter 3 from verse 2, the Bible says in the last days perilous times will come because men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, proud, fierce, Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. But in addition, he mentions that they will be unthankful and disobedient to parents. Gratitude, saying thank you, saying aiko, saying merci beaucoup to God is key on his platform. Because Psalm 100 Verse 3, 4, he says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. There are so many things God does for us in a year. Can you imagine? From protection, provision, his traveling mercies, Food on the table, peace, 
from natural disasters and eternal life, the grace of God day by day, the leadership of the Holy Spirit and His wisdom, the blood of Jesus covering us from the plots of the devil and his wild temptations. By the time we get to the end of the old year, there are so many things God does for us, he does not bother to tell us. But he notices it if we are not grateful. It is not true that God only blesses people who thank Him. The sun shines and the rain falls in the farm of the juju man, the witch, the arm robber, the ungrateful and unthankful. But it does not mean God does not notice it. One of the best ways to end an old year and prepare for a new year is gratitude. Is saying thank you to God. Is expressing from your heart that appreciation, counting your blessings, listing things He has done for you. Noticing the small, small details and bringing him thanks. And that is the first way to prepare the ground for 2024. You need to take some time to list the many things that he has done for you. Answered prayer. Even when he says no, it is in your interest. All the good things he did without your asking. Things you didn't pray for. But God did for you. Building an attitude of thanksgiving. Appreciation to God. Because it is a foundation for him to do more for you. Number two, the number two way of ending 2023 is self-examination, self-evaluation. I know a lot of people who just wait for 31st December and then they go to the watch night in white. And when it's 12 o'clock, See what the Lord has done. But you need to ask yourself, if you were God, and somebody entered the new year like that, how would you 
Look at the person. You have finished 2023. You have not examined your life. And you are entering 2024. You don't know what is in 2024. You remember when COVID came. And the year that everything shut down by 2020. Nobody expected it. But it happened. We all entered 31st December into 1st of 2020 shouting. But nobody knew what was in 2020. So, after Thanksgiving, the second critical thing you need to watch is self-evaluation. Romans chapter 14 verse 10 and 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10 both say we must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give account of our lives what we have done in the flesh. Hebrews 9.27 says it's appointed unto man once to die. After that, judgment. Revelations 20.11-15 says I saw a great white throne from his presence earth and sky fled. No place was found for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before the throne. And books were opened. And another book was opened called the Book of Life. And the dead were judged according to what they had done, written in those books. And if anyone's name was not found, Written in the Lamb's book of life, he was cast into the lake of fire. There is the reality of judgment, eternal judgment, when God will give his final opinion about every individual and even the angels, fallen and unfallen. And that will be final. Because of that, it is necessary to take stock of yourself. Second Corinthians 13.5 says, examine yourself, test yourself. And in the first Corinthians chapter 11, when he's talking about communion from verse 19 to 33, he says, let a man examine himself before he takes the communion. Now, in the Revelations chapter 2 and 3, the resurrected Lord Jesus appears and he brings up the seven churches of Asia Minor. He begins with each of them and says, I know your works. Revelations 2.2, 2, Revelations 2.9, Revelations 2.13, Revelations 2.19, Revelations 3.1, Revelations 3.8, Revelations 3.15. I know your works. I know your works. He tells every church, I know your works. And when he is telling the church, he is not telling the chapel, the walls. He is talking about the individuals in the church. Jesus 
He knows our works. He tests what we are doing. He tells the church in Sardis, you have a name of being alive, but you are dead. He tells the church in Laodicea, you are neither hot nor cold. You are lukewarm. I will vomit you out of my mouth. He tells the church in Ephesus, look, you have left your first love. Go back and do your first works. Otherwise, I'll come and remove your candlestick. So, the worst way to enter 2024 is just to wait for 31st December and then go to the watch night and when it is 12 o'clock, you are shouting crackers, burning lorry tie, running around. If you are a child of God, you need to take time to do self-examination. Check your life. Examine your life in the light of the scriptures. How are you doing? Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 says, Since we have such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the besetting sin and run with perseverance the race which is before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Hebrews 3, 1 says, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Galatians 4, 19, my little children in whom I travel till Christ be formed in you. Colossians 3, 1 and 2, he says we should fix our hearts on heaven where Christ is seated. We should fix our mind on things that are above not on things of this earth. You need to examine yourself. The fruit of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit. The call of God upon your life. How are you doing? Your fruitfulness. John fifteen sixteen. You did not choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and bear fruit. That your fruit should abide. John fifteen two. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, my father cuts it off. And the branch which bears fruit, he prunes it so that it can bear more fruit. And this is my father glorified, that you bear much fruit and show yourself to be my disciples. How are you doing in fruitfulness? Matthew 4.19, follow me. I will make you fishes of men. How are you doing? How is your prayer life? How is your Bible mastery? What can you say about the besetting sins in your life? You need to take an inventory because like he rightly says in the First Corinthians 11 from verse 29, he says if we examine ourselves, God will not judge us. But if we allow God to judge us, he will punish us. So that it doesn't destroy us with the world. We need to understand that God has no interest in the death of sinners. But at the same time, he says in Jeremiah chapter 18 from verse 7 to 10, that if I promise a nation, a people, that I'm going to bless you, I'm going to establish you, I'm going to enlarge your coast, and that nation 
takes life for granted and does evil. The good I plan to do to them will pain me. Now won't do it. In the same way, if I plan evil against a city, against a nation, a people, and they repent and change from their wicked ways, the evil I plan against them will pain me and I will stop. He did it in the case of Nineveh. And even Jonah was surprised. So, if you look into your life and change, then mercy comes from God. Jeremiah 5.1, he says, run to and fro in Jerusalem. Look across the streets and the homes. If you find one righteous person, I will spare the whole city on account of that person. You remember Abraham's intercession with God from Genesis 18, 22 to 33. Abraham was able to bargain with God from 50 righteous people to 10 righteous people. And God said, if I find 10 righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah, I will spare the city on account of them. Righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. That's Proverbs 14.34. So, over the years, I have come to personally see that when you examine your life and you look at your own weaknesses and come before God and you are prepared to change and you work it out with him, you will have mercy. Proverbs 28.13 He says, if you harden your heart and refuse to change, even if your name is called Prosper, you will not prosper. But the one who repents and forsakes the sin shall have mercy. Look at Luke chapter 13. Verse 1 to 5. People reported to Jesus those Galileans whose blood Pilate mixed with their sacrifices. He killed them. And those upon whom the Tower of Siloam fell and they died. It was current. It was news. And Jesus said, except you also repent, we shall all likewise perish. Don't think those people are worse sinners than any other person. Don't think Ukraine, oh, what did they do before Russians are fight bumping? Oh, Ukraine. Wow. Oh, this Israel-Palestinian war again. Yeah. Or oh, the Boku crisis. The issue is, Jesus says twice, verse 3 and verse 5, says, except you to repent, you will also likewise perish. So, thanksgiving, self-examination to the point of repentance. Those are the keys for closing 2023. Now, let's enter 2024. On the whole, Matthew 24, 35, Mark 13, 31, Luke 21, 33. They say the same thing. That Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words concerning the end times will never pass away. 
I use the end times because Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, they all talk about the end times. Therefore, nobody can escape the end times. You can't pray the end times away. We can pray to mitigate the evil, but you can't pray. To, it's like saying we are praying so that Jesus will not rise from the dead. Or we are praying so that Satan will be converted. So we need to prepare to face the end times. And 2024 is no exception. It's no exception. What are the tools, the attitudes we need to face 2024? Leap year or no leap year? The first and the foremost is your commitment to prayer and the Bible. To prayer, because Luke 21, verse 34 to 36, Jesus himself says that when you see all these things coming to pass, you need to watch, be sober, and pray at all times so that you will be counted worthy to escape all these things and stand before the Son of Man. You need to pray. You need to build a bit of unceasing prayer. You need personal prayer and fasting. You need to build it in such a way that the times do not overtake you. You are able to escape by the grace of God all the things that are going to happen because they will happen. And some people pray, but they don't take the word of God seriously. Some too take the word of God seriously, but they don't pray. You need both. The apostles said in Acts chapter 6, Verses 3 and 4. He said, look for people to put over sharing of food. We will give ourselves unceasingly to prayer and the ministry of the word. Your Bible. You need the word of God because there will be so much deception. Matthew 24, 24 says, false Christ false prophets will arise and do lying wonders and miracles to deceive even the elect, if it were possible. So, you need your scripture. Ephesians 4.14 says that we will be no longer tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. John 8 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. John 17, 17, sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is truth. You need your Bible. You need the scripture. You need your daily quiet time. You need to memorize Bible verses so that you have an arsenal, a bag full, a suitcase full of Bible verses you can throw at the devil 
when he attacks you like he did Jesus. You need Bible verses you have memorized to help you in ministry. You need to study your Bible. You need to read your Bible. You need to hear your Bible. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. Colossians 3, 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. You need your Bible. You need your Bible in 2024 more than ever. There are sermons no pastor will ever preach to you until you die. But on the judgment day, when books are being opened, the Bible will be opened. The Bible on your phone will be opened. But that brings me to the next character trait you have to build. It's called endurance. Patient endurance. In Matthew 10, 22, when Jesus was sending the twelve out two by two, he told them they would be persecuted. And he who endures to the end will be saved. But he repeated it in Matthew 24, 13. That persecution in the end times will be such that he that endures to the end will be saved. In Mark 13, 13, he says, he that endures to the end will be saved. In Luke chapter 21, verse 19, he says, in your patience and endurance, you possess your soul. One of the character qualities you need in this end time is the ability to stand during difficult times. It is called patient endurance. It is the kind of ability that you need during difficult moments, trying, testing times, reverses. When bad things happen to good people, it is the type of of lifestyle you need to be able to go through the fire. It is it is that ability to stand when everybody is running away. And if you want to be saved, you need to build endurance. God's grace is available, but you need to cooperate with that grace. Don't wait like the five foolish virgins, and when your oil is finished, then they say the bridegroom is coming, and everybody is rushing, and by that time, it's too late. You go to buy oil and he has come and they are gone. Build it now. Enter 2024 with it. And small opportunities when there is persecution, when there is trial, when there is setback, difficulty in your life, you start complaining, you start grumbling against God, you start saying, oh, if that's the case, I'm leaving the Christian faith over, then you, are, you, you don't mean it. Heaven is not for such people. It is for he that endures to the end shall be saved. Now, let me add two more. Faithfulness and fruitfulness. All Jesus' parables about the steward for the end time is on faithfulness. The emphasis. Even the Matthew 25, 21 and 23 what everybody is waiting for is, well done, thou good and faithful servant. 
that have been faithful in the least enter into the joy of the Lord and will be put over much. That's what we are all waiting for. Faithfulness. Luke 16, 10 to 12. He that is faithful in the least is faithful also in much. Faithfulness does not just happen. Faithfulness does not come by chance. Faithfulness, you, you need to put your foot down and be faithful. That for me, I cannot be bought, I cannot be bribed, I cannot be cajoled, coerced with money. Full stop. And no money ever put in your hands is uh, where, no, 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 clings to it. Tell yourself, for me, I won't cheat in exams. That's it. Prefer to fail than to cheat. Tell yourself that for me, I will not be found unfaithful in my marital life. Full stop. No matter what is happening, who is doing it, and what. No. Faithfulness in the least, says Jesus, is the guarantee for faithfulness in much. And faithfulness in little things, who will give you the eternity if you cannot be faithful with things on this earth? When you get to heaven, you even dig the gold that was on the streets because you are not faithful. You cannot be trusted. Nobody can trust you. Yes, everybody is doing it. Oh, everybody is cutting corners, but not you. You want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Therefore, 2024, make faithfulness your watchword. Tell yourself, everybody can be unfaithful around me, but as for me, I'd rather die than be unfaithful. Revelations 2.10, Jesus said, be faithful to the point of death. I will give you the crown of life. That's it. You need to build it. There are many ways Satan wants to pass to just soil your faithfulness. And if you don't build faithfulness in 2024, you see that he will embarrass you. Be an elder of the church and then there you are. You are in the newspapers because you have been involved in, in fraud. That's it. Faithfulness. But in addition to faithfulness is truthfulness. We need to check whether the gifts, the ministries, the calling that God has given us, we are being fruitful. Thirtyfold, sixtyfold, hundredfold, the five talents. Are you making five more? The two talents. Are you making two more? We need to look at our lives. Some of us have neglected the gift of God that is upon our lives. First Timothy 4.14 says, Neglect not the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of the hands of the elders. Give yourself wholly to it so that your profiting, your progress will be seen by all. Second Timothy 1.6 He says, Put fire, put fire into the gift of God which is in you. You need to produce fruit for God. And because of that, you need to go back 
wait on the Lord, get the assurance of what he wants you to do, the anointing of God upon your life, and make sure that you are shining in excellence. To the first century, it's not tolerating mediocrity and half-hearted work. No. Everybody is angry now with mediocrity and complacency. Everybody. Matthew 5.16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they will glorify your Father who is in heaven. We are entering a new year. 2024 can hold terror for unbelievers. But First John 4, 4 says, You are of God, little one, and you have overcome them. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Galatians 2, 20, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, it's Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Colossians 1, 27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Colossians 3, 3 and 4, you are dead. Your life is hidden with Christ inside God. When Christ, who is your life, shall appear, you will appear together with him. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, let your mind be free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because he has said, never, never will I leave you. Never, never, never will I forsake you. Therefore we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? What can 2024 do to me? So, we are going to pray. We are going to pray for a spirit of thanksgiving and gratitude to God for 2023. We are going to pray that between now and 31st December, God will give us a spirit of self-examination, self-evaluation. We are going to pray for a spirit in the new year of endurance. We are going to pray for a spirit of faithfulness and truthfulness. Spirit of one who is expecting Jesus to come any day. Therefore, you are faithful, you are fruitful, you are waiting, you are enduring. Shall we begin to talk to the Lord about these things in the name of Jesus? Now, you need to understand that we are entering an unknown year, but we need to understand the guarantees we have when we are walking with the God and Father of our Lord Jesus. One of the things which pains God is when his children don't trust him. So what did he do in walking with Abraham? He knows he doesn't lie. Numbers 23:19 says God is not a man to lie. But he swore to Abraham, and he could not get a bigger person, according to Hebrews 6, 13 to 18. God swore by himself, because there was nobody bigger than him, in order to make sure that Abraham would trust him. Then in the new covenant, what he did was, he came to strike 
a new everlasting agreement with us. He is God. He doesn't need to covenant with us. He made a new everlasting covenant with us. And he sacrificed his son Jesus and poured the blood to show us that he means business. We should trust him. Then he swore concerning Jesus. Psalm 110 verse 4. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are the priest after the order of Melchizedek. Then he made sure that he gave us a new heart, a new spirit. He took the heart of stone out, gave us a heart of flesh, and put his Holy Spirit within us to force us to walk in his commandments. God gave us his son. God gave us his Holy Spirit. God swore. God used the blood of his son to sign the new covenant so that we would trust him and have an anchor for our soul so that nobody's soul will dangle when we are entering a new year. Let's pray. Let's pray that we will trust God. Let's pray. He, Jesus said in Luke 18, 8, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Let's pray that we will trust God in 2024. Let's pray that we will not shake, that our soul will have anchor. Lord, that the hope of God, the blood of Jesus, the new covenant, the Holy Spirit, the high priest we have, will give us faith, unshakable faith, as we enter 2024. Shall we begin to pray? Wherever you are, you can put your hand on your head or on your chest. I'm going to pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, you control 2024. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted Jesus, giving him the name that is above every name, that are the name of Jesus. Every knee in heaven, on earth, and under the earth should bow, and every tongue confess Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I soak this son, this daughter of yours in the blood of Jesus, in the blood of Jesus, in the blood of Jesus, in the all-conquering blood of Jesus, that they overcame it by the blood of the Lamb. As you hold your hand, by the power of the Holy Spirit to end 2023 and enter 2024, that unshakable faith will be released to them. That grace will cover them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I cancel with the blood of Jesus every handwriting, every contrary ordinance against their lives for the end of the year and into the new year. I wipe it out by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I command every pain to break, to shatter in Jesus' name. And every demonic presence who has been there, break it loose over their lives. In Jesus' name, Spirit of the living God, that you will them, anoint them afresh, and guide them 
into the new year as people saved by the grace of God and God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works you have prepared beforehand for 2024. May they walk in it. May your glory shine on them. May they be transformed from one degree of glory to another into the image of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. The path of a righteous man is like the light of dawn. It shines brighter and brighter that until it's shining like the sun. It is full perfect day. May your inward man be renewed day by day according to his promise. And may he grow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Follow JFK Mensa Ministries on Facebook and YouTube and invite others to listen to his podcast. You can also access some of JFK Mensa's books and keep up with his ministry at www.jfkmensaministries.org. God bless you.